As some of you may or may not have been aware, I had posted the schedule earlier this week of episodes we were supposed to discuss. Today, we were supposed to discuss about Marion Hossa and Patrick Eliash and explain the reason as to why Hossa made the Hall of Fame over Eliash. However, I'm going to have to make a change to the schedule because we have some breaking news that we need to discuss and quite frankly, something that I need to rant about and speak on behalf of most of Devil Nation. You'll hear that in a few moments. But first, Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast. Happy Friday, everybody. It is almost the weekend. What better way to celebrate your weekend than to be talking about the New Jersey Devils? As I stated at the beginning of this show, we have some breaking news that we need to discuss. Oh my God, my mom is right. I do need to learn better manners. I'm Trey Matthews. I am the host of this podcast. If you didn't watch Wednesday's episode, it was my 21st birthday. And during that birthday special, we discussed Patrick Eliash and his chances of getting into the Hall of Fame. I gave my opinions at the end of that show. And if you hadn't checked it out, I highly suggest pausing this podcast and going back and taking a look at it. I had so much fun doing that episode. And also, just a side note, just to reiterate, it was my birthday Wednesday, so if you didn't wish me a happy birthday, I do accept belated wishes. Just putting that out there. All right, back to business. Breaking news from the New Jersey Devils. They have already hired their next head coach. It's going to be former NHL captain and longtime Buffalo Sabres head coach, Lindy Ruff. Yes, you heard that correctly. Lindy Ruff, the former assistant coach for the New York Rangers, a rival opponent. I am having a very bad day. I am in no mood. This, today, is one of the worst days that I've had in a long time. I'm not in the mood to play with anybody. Well, Stephen A. Smith took the words right out of my mouth. What the hell, New Jersey Devils? That couldn't have been the best opportunity. Let's look back and see what probably what their mindset was and also who were the other candidates and why they could have been a better fit. Because like I said, this couldn't have been the best option to lead this team forward. Now, Ruff has been in this league for a long time. Like I said, he's a former captain for the Sabres and Rangers. In fact, he coached the Buffalo Sabres from 1997 to 2013, one of the longest tenured coaches in NHL history and also won a Jack Adams Award as coach of the year back in 2006. Now, even though I've seen a majority of complaints from New Jersey Devils fans, I've also seen a decent amount of people saying, we need to give him a chance. Oh, you know, maybe he could surprise us. Come on, Trey. Like, he's been in this league forever, so he obviously has some sort of idea what to do and also how to lead a team out of the dirt. No, 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 no. We need to think of this from a different perspective. And also, we need to look at the New Jersey Devils culture because, in my opinion, I think that's the reason why they decided to hire this guy. 
guy. Did you watch my Patrick Eliash video from Wednesday's episode? Good, because as you may remember, I stated that when you think of the New Jersey Devils, you think of defense, ranging from Brudor to Stevens to Niedermeyer. Lindy Ruff's coaching style puts a huge emphasis on defensive responsibility and two-way play, so we look at people who can both play defense and play offense, and I think with the players that the New Jersey Devils have, I think that's why they were leaning towards him instead of the other better suited candidates. While being the leading assistant coach for the New York Rangers, Ruff was solely in charge of defense and let's also take a look at that because the Rangers had one of the worst defensive lines in the NHL right next to the New Jersey Devils. How does this make us any better? I'm about to read them off to you. Last year, the Rangers defensive line pairings included their first defensive line, Brendan Smith and Jacob Truba. Together, their rating was a 71.04. That ranks number 29 amongst all defensive first lines. Second defensive line was Mark Stahl and Anthony D'Angelo. Mark Stall is like way below D'Angelo. Like it's not even close. Just just awful. He he brings down that second defensive line. Their rating was a 72.44, ranking number 21 amongst defensive second line. I'll give Anthony D'Angelo the benefit of the doubt because Mark Stahl is not that good, but still, not a good showing. Now, since I'm a nice guy, I will give Stahl some benefit of the doubt as well. He was dealing with a serious ankle injury for a few weeks, but all in all, Mark Stahl is just not a good defensive man, and you could quote me on that. You can argue with me all you want. You're going to come up wrong. Guaranteed. The only silver lining for the Rangers' defense was Adam Fox, but do not let his hype fool you because what good can his defensive line mate Ryan Lindgren do? Not much of anything half as good as Adam Fox. Adam Fox carries that unit, so... All in all, the Rangers defense, absolutely atrocious. One of the worst ranked defenses in the league, thanks to largely Mr. Ruff, AKA our new head coach to get us out of the gutter. I know the New Jersey Devils are well known for their defensive history. However, we need to look at the progression of the National Hockey League. Remember what I told you in the last Eliash episode and how the clutch and grab was abolished during that NHL lockout one year? Well, the New Jersey Devils were a great part of that. That's how they were so dominant during those title and playoff runs because of their defense. But we need to look at the progression as I just said because rough style of defensive system fits more in the 90s it's very old timey and that's why the rangers defense was absolutely god awful because remember players essentially can't even touch each other in this day and age of hockey defense so that's one of the two major question marks i have for rough's defensive minded coaching style which is will your style of coaching match up in this day and age because there's a reason why you weren't winning as much as you were in the 90s compared to now because in his first few seasons as coach in the 90s he made the playoffs four times in a row then in this day and age as the game develops and changes you saw inconsistency in his winning since i have no time nor the patience to go over each and every season of of his playoff percentage i'm just gonna break it down like this for you so his head coaching reign for the sabers begins during the 1997 and 1998 season for four straight years, he makes the playoffs. Then, starting 2001 and 2002, he doesn't make the playoffs. Following that year, no playoffs, no playoffs, 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 no playoffs, no playoffs, 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 no playoffs, no playoffs, 
playoffs no playoffs playoffs no playoffs are you starting to see the pattern of the inconsistency as i started to read down the list even further that is my number one concern i can't reiterate that more than enough here's a major area of concern that i have he was the new york rangers defensive coordinator essentially for three seasons for the new york rangers their even strength shot attempts against got progressively worse their even strength expected goals against got progressively worse overall expected goals against got worse as well shorthanded expected goals against got worse as well his uh, do you want to know why his defense doesn't work in this day and age it's because he tries to run an adequate zone defense that doesn't work anymore his system mostly has players trying to defend in a box and trying to take the slot and force other teams to the perimeter. Defenders really only aggressively pressure the puck in the corner. This not only takes shots away, but this gives an opportunity for more scoring opportunities, and that's very concerning. Another way of his system works is trying to convert forwards into two-way players, trying to make offensive players into defensive players as well when it's not needed. Look, that's why his tenure in Dallas did not work because he was trying to convert a certain player, Jamie Benn, into a two-way type of game and it severely limited his offensive potential. Red flag, red flag, throw in the white towel, as I say. And I don't throw this term very loosely. I'm very careful when I say this term. Here is my hot take. I believe if he's gonna do it to the forwards, he might do it to the defensive men and try to make them two-way players when it's not necessary. Yeah, you heard it here first. As any hockey fan knows, yes, it's great to have a two-way defensive man, but here's also the catch. They can be a huge liability because as some people know, the stay-at-home defenseman doesn't really need any scoring opportunities because it's their job to try to protect their zone. Whereas for a two-way defensive man, yes, the puck never is played behind them because that would be a huge issue, but still, you gotta look to see if you can give them any scoring opportunities and they can sometimes just not get back on defense long enough so that's my hot take for today sometimes it's great to have a two-way defensive man but if you try to make that your culture amongst all your defensive men then guess what you're gonna just have a very mediocre to bad defense now not to discredit rough or anything he is one of the most winningest coaches in all of nhl history also has a lot of experience but I need to look at it through this perspective. We need to look at the New Jersey Devils roster. We tried to compete this past season that failed miserably. We'll discuss that later in a future episode. But we have a bunch of young talent on this roster, ranging from Jack Hughes to Nikita Gusev, our rookies, our young, inexperienced players like Michael McLeod, Mackenzie Blackwood, Joey Anderson, Dakota Mermis. Well, well, anyway, you get the point. Not a whole lot of experience on this Devils roster, with the exception of a few veterans. So you know the phrase, you can't teach a old dog new tricks. Well, you can't exactly teach a newborn puppy old dog tricks either. So my problem is, is that with the type of system that Ruff has, can he incorporate it into these younger guys and can he help develop them to become something special? That's a major concern I have. I don't think the casual sports fan have noticed, but usually when you have an older guy trying to teach a bunch of younger guys, it doesn't usually end up well. Let's look at some of the other three major sports and let's see what they do. 
Let's go out to the MLB. Look at the Detroit Tigers and their coach, Ron Garnhire. Let's go to the NBA. Look at Greg Popovich and now his newly San Antonio Spurs team. Need another example? Let's go out to the NFL and let's look at the newly formed New England Patriots. Let's see what Bill Belichick can do to lead a young group. This is my major concern of having older guys try to teach younger guys. Here's what Ruff and the New Jersey Devils have to face. The NHL is changing, as I stated. Most of our young guys are wingers, so we need to help develop them to become offensive threats because that's the only way the New Jersey Devils can compete. They need to sign some good defensive men over the offseason and also develop these young guys to become something special to match up with today's NHL of just scoring at a rapid pace. Because look at the Devils' first few games this past season. I know some fans don't want to, but we gotta look at it this way. In the season opener against the Winnipeg Jets, they lost 5-4 to in a shootout. The next game against the Sabres, which is Ruff's old team, they lost 7-2. Philadelphia Flyers got shut out 4-0. The Edmonton Oilers, 4-3 in a shootout. Against the Boston Bruins, 3-0. Against the Florida Panthers, 6-4. Boom. 0-6 to start the year. So here's a concern. Sign defense so that way we could just focus on developing our offense to be better in the future. We don't need rough system of trying to develop defensemen into two-way players because that's a huge liability and sooner or later, I believe we could get beat 10 to nothing, honestly. So just to be clear, Ruff is a defensive coach, but his type of defensive scheme doesn't really work in this NHL era, as proven by the playoff appearances that I just stated. Do you need to be reminded? Well, inconsistency is the main takeaway because the eras of the NHL changed. And also, just the liability of trying to be a two-way defensive man that can really hurt your team. So, honestly, we just need something a little better. Do we need better defense? Yes, we need better defense. We need better defensive players. And I guess hiring a defensive coach was the mindset for the Devils. But I don't think it was this defensive coach. And we're going to look at the other candidates. Because right now, most of New Jersey thought that the Devils were just yanking their chains. Speaking of chain, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanic and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Now this is going to be a bitter topic because we have to look at the other potential coaches that could have taken this job and come to the consensus as to why, why the Devils didn't consider these people over rough. Ultimately, in my opinion, I think it just came down to money because I think the Devils were just trying to go cheap, but... Nonetheless, let's look at the potential coaches that could have been hired for this position. The first one I want to talk about is Gerard Gallant, a former Detroit Red Wings player. He was a winger. He can help develop our young guys become great offensive threats. He's a former... Come on. You're, you're telling me... <sighs> I can't even get the words out because 
guess what? Ruff was a defensive man, and like I said, that's where his defensive coaching comes from. So why don't we get a former player who was a winger to help develop our young wingers? Does that make any sense by itself? Let's look at his coaching track history. He coached the Las Vegas Golden Knights. In their first year campaign, they went to the Stanley Cup. Career highs for Carlson and Marchalant. Does that say anything? Look at the development they were able to do in their first year campaign as an organization and take those two players and give them career highs at any level. New Jersey, I don't think you're aware of this, but Jack Hughes didn't exactly have a stunning rookie year campaign. So what are you doing? Gallant has led a team to the playoffs twice in the last three years. Doesn't that say anything? I know I'm ranting on and on, but it's just the truth. Now we have to look at the other coach who was very favorable to get this position, and that's former Nashville Predators head coach. Keep in mind, P.K. Subban's former head coach, Peter LaViolette. Like, I mean, seriously, look at this guy's track record. It speaks for itself. In his first two years as head coach for the New York Islanders, they made the playoffs, 2001 through 2003. For the Carolina Hurricanes... He won a Stanley Cup during the 2005-2006 season. I mean, come on, a former Stanley Cup winner? Seriously? In his five seasons coaching for the Philadelphia Flyers, I will count the fifth one because he did get fired during the 2013 and 2014 season. Nonetheless, in his four years of being head coach full-time, they made the playoffs three out of those four years. Finishing first in the Atlantic in 2010 and 2011. Now let's go over to the Nashville Predators. He was the head coach there for four full seasons. And for those four full seasons, they made the playoffs and made a Stanley Cup appearance. I mean, seriously, New Jersey. Are you seriously that cheap to not give him a chance or hire him? Because you're stuck with P.K. Subban's contract. So why not hire his former coach to maybe, you know, make him better? I mean, seriously, if you were really thinking that Subban was the future of your organization to try to turn your defense around, it turns out he wasn't. Why don't you hire his former coach where he had his best years? Now, I know you needed a defensive coach. Oh, oh, wait a minute. La Violette played in the NHL and was a defensive man. You know what his coaching style is? Defense. Why do you think Subban was so good during the Nashville Predators days? I mean, seriously, I'm on the verge of blowing a gasket. I seriously am. Okay, I'm nice and calm right now. Wait, no I'm not. Because you wanna know why? Because the devils keep making stupid moves. We talked about how Lavi was probably the most qualified to try to lead this team out of the gutter and also discussed his track record in terms of the defensive side of things, which is where the devils need the most help. But it should also be worth mentioning that Lavi loves to work with rookies. Let's look what he did for the Philadelphia Flyers one year. He took a 22 year old rookie goaltender, Sergei Bobrovsky, and developed him into a goaltending star. In the Flyers' 2010-2011 year campaign, Bobrovsky started on opening night and didn't look bad. He posted 28 wins and had a 9.15 save percentage in his 54-game rookie campaign. Following his tremendous regular season, Coach Lavi named the first-year Russian Venom the Flyers' playoff starter. No, it didn't go all that well. But still, look at the trust he has in his young players, developing them and willing to let them make mistakes. In an article published by Bleacher Report, Coach Lavi's trust in rookies demonstrates two things. Winning takes precedent over anything else. The best and hardest working players get to wear the orange and black, as in the Philadelphia Flyers at the time, no matter the player's individual standing with the team.
Also, his players trust him enough to buy into his philosophy and they trust his coaching will prepare the younger players to make plays and contribute rather than make them look like deer in headlights. Boy, we could really use a coach like that in this day and age for the New Jersey Devils. Oh, wait a minute. We had the opportunity to, but you were too stingy enough to pay him. If last year's offseason proved anything for the Devils, it was that you were willing to contend and not trust a rebuild process. So why don't you just do that again? Only you get the coach who can lead those pieces to a victorious land. Anyways, I know New Jersey is disappointed, but I guess there's nothing we can do and we just have no choice but to let Lindy Ruff take the reins and see what can happen. I think what the New Jersey Devils fan base is mostly disappointed about is that Yes, we have a winning coach. I, that's not the problem. The problem is is his old philosophy style of coaching. And also, that wasn't the best offer on the table to try to lead this team to the promised land. That's what New Jersey's mostly disappointed about. And that's what I'm disappointed about and frustrated about is because, honestly, I know I sound like a broken record when I say this. I feel like the Devils were just too stingy to offer Coach Lavi the money that he deserved. But you know what? I'm not a GM, so... Let's see how this goes. Let's see where this takes us. And honestly, like in many other Devils fans, I am disappointed in this signing. And we're just going to have to see how this plays out. Anyway, you've heard me rant and give you all the sad information long enough. Stay safe, New Jersey. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'll see you in the next episode. Friday's originally scheduled episode of Marian Hosa and Patrick Eliash will now be rescheduled to Monday. So look forward to that. Have a great weekend and try to cheer up, New Jersey. Stay safe.